I wanted to leverage this program and reach as many coaches as possible so that we are the best in the world at helping coaches with the business side, teaching them the business skills that they need to have so that they can coach. Like my goal is that we are the Olympic gold medal, the gold standard program, the best program out there, hands down. It can seem like celebrity entrepreneurs won the jackpot, but there's more to this story. Behind the blockbuster coaching programs, offers, and live events are stories of careful development, fixed mistakes, and strategy. On this season of the Coach Pony Podcast, I'm sitting down with successful business owners to ask them, how do you build that? I'll talk to a wide range of coaches and leaders, digging into how it all started, what they learned, and what you should know if you want to play a similar game. And with that, let's get down to business. Today, our guest is Christy Mims. She's the founder of Coach Pony and the creator of the seven-figure Build a Real Business program for new life coaches. Christy is here to share all her secrets. Christy, come on down. You are the next guest on the Coach Pony podcast. Welcome to season four of the podcast and welcome back, everyone. I'm so excited that we're going to spend a whole season of the podcast talking about how different coaches built successful programs, offers, events, and so much more. And today's episode is a little bit unusual because we're going to be talking about something that I built. And so therefore, I'm not going to be the one doing the interviewing in today's episode. I am going to be the interviewee. So to interview me, one person on Team Pony drew the short straw, and that is Suhab Abdali, our CMO, CFO, and also Not only is he a part of Team Pony, he, of course, is my husband as well, so he got pulled into this. Um, So fun for him and fun for all of us. So hello, Suhab. Way to join us. Hey, Christy. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) All right. Today, we're talking about how I built a seven-figure group coaching program, and it's called Build a Real Business, a program that helps new life coaches learn how to build a business full of happy paying clients. So Suhab, I'm going to turn it over to you so we can talk about it. So let's go. Sounds great, Christy. Uh, Thanks for being here. I'm looking forward to interviewing you a little bit more, learning a little bit more about Build a Real Business and how you built it, what it's doing these days, and where you want to go in the future. So why don't we get started a little bit with the background? Can you tell me a little bit about the idea, the genesis of Build a Real Business? What were you thinking when you first created this or conceived of the idea? So for those of you that are new to the podcast or to Coach Pony, Coach Pony is not my first coaching business. I have two. One is called The Revolutionary Club, which is career coaching for smart people to find their passion. And then Coach Pony is the second one that grew out of The Revolutionary Club. Both businesses exist and run today. We run them both. Uh, They both have a special place in my heart. I got the idea for Build a Real Business a long time ago, actually. And I can remember I was living in San Francisco, so this was a long time ago, and I was learning how to build the Revolutionary Club. And I had really been struggling to find coaches and training programs and people that I trusted. This was back in 2012, so it's been a long time. And I had been in a couple of different programs, and I found each one of them. There's something that I was like, man, it's missing this 
or, oh, I wish it had this other component or something. And so I can remember I was walking on the street in San Francisco and I thought, ah, I wish I could just teach this stuff. Like I would love to build a program just for coaches. And I put that thought out of my mind at the time because I was a new coach myself. I didn't have any business teaching business at the time because I was still building my own business and learning my way. But I never forgot that idea. So that was sort of the background. Yeah, that makes sense, Christine. And I, I kind of remember those days when you were when your career coaching practice really started to take off and you were really kind of thinking about ways to expand your business, how you could get you know, more training, more coaching in order to facilitate that to really kind of go to the next level. You know, it kind of reminds me of there's, I think there's an adage and you probably know it better than I do that we coach who we used to be. And I think this kind of speaks to that idea, right? This is the kind of business training that you wanted yourself at that time that you weren't, you weren't really able to find necessarily. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. I was so overwhelmed in the beginning and I just wanted something simple. <laughs> I wanted a real business. That's all I wanted. So when I went to parties and I went, you know, chat, friends chatted with me and asked me how it was going, I could be like, my business is great. It's doing so well versus, you know, feeling bad about myself. So yes, 100%. If anyone listening feels that way, you're not alone. You're not alone. That makes a lot of sense. So that's kind of the, the background. And, and maybe that's a little bit of a hint to the name. As you said, that was your dream, right? To build a real, all capital letter, real, real business, hence the name of the program. So then what did you do to start getting it started when you started transitioning to Coach Pony and you started to think about a kind of program Coach Pony might be able to build? What were your next steps on, on making it a reality? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, so I tabled uh, Build a Real Business for a long time, actually years before I thought about it in any serious way. But two things happened that sort of spurred me ahead. One was Facebook opened up the ad, the newsfeed to ads in a really um, <laughs> annoying way. And I was seeing all these ads aimed at coaches about building businesses. And you could tell just from the ad how sleazy some of these people were, and it made me angry. And the second thing was a lot of coaches started to ask me how I did it. And I was getting more and more requests for information. So I wrote a I wrote a blog series for someone else and published it on another website. And then eventually I was like, let me just start a Facebook group and get going. And then within a few months, people in the group wanted more information than I had time at the time to give just for free. And so we thought, okay, you know, there's a need here for really some structured support. I've been thinking about this for a really long time. Now is the time to build it. I had reached a point in my business where I felt really successful as a coach. And I felt like I could teach that I knew enough about what I was doing. I'd been out there enough that I wasn't going to be someone in a multi-level marketing scheme, just trying to sell coaching to coaches to make money that I really had something to offer. Well, yeah. You know, what I think is the most interesting about the telling of the tale is you kind of started this pretty organically, right? Like you were primarily communicating with your peers and people that you knew. Originally, you started with people that you knew personally who were fellow coaches whom you might have known from masterminds or other communities. And you kind of started to dialogue with them a little bit, right? And starting to use the Facebook group to kind of start talking about the process of building coaching businesses. So, I mean, your first step wasn't to go out and buy Facebook ads and, and start to sell your, your, your practice, right? You, you really didn't have a program at this time. Really, you started the organic process of, of building a community. Does, is, that, is that right? Yes, that is correct. I started the Facebook group and then I started writing blogs on the Coach Pony site, which was initially just a lead page. And then it became like a super simple WordPress site just as a place for me to put information out publicly like, hey, here's this 
you know, true, helpful information, use it, don't use it up, you know, but at least, you know, it's information you can trust. And it grew from there. And then with Build Real Business, I did something I, I, I almost always do with group programs. And I talk about this, by the way, you guys, in season two, when we talk about how to build a group coaching program, I share, I share a story of my very first successful group coaching program, if you're curious. But what I did with Build Real Business was based on years of learning at this point. I, I iterated it. So I didn't spend, you know, months or weeks sitting down really like agonizing over what program to build. I outlined what I knew coaches needed to know and what was critical teaching that I had to communicate. And then I sold it, the program, I made the offer to join. And then when people joined, that's when I really started to build it out. So week by week, I would be working on the curriculum each week ahead of that, you know, the next week release. And it was wonderful because I was able to build it with so much input from the coaches to see where they were getting stuck, to see what questions they had. Because while I was very confident, I knew exactly what they needed. It had been years since I had been in their shoes. And so, you know, some of the things they were thinking about in the order and the worries and the questions they had came up at different times than I expected. So it was wonderful to build the program week by week in that way and take a lot of the pressure off. And it was also the way I did two things. I proved that there was a market for it and that I proved that I could teach it successfully. Because for me with business coaching in particular, I really hate all the sleeves out there. And I wanted to prove that not only did I build a business, so I had done it myself, but also that I was capable of teaching these particular skills and coaching in this way that the people in the program got a good result. So I wasn't willing to do this huge program launch until I proved it to myself, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it does. And the word that kind of springs to mind is is, is prototype, right? That you you sort of built out this, this framework for the program. You would kind of outline the content areas that you wanted to focus on that you thought would be really valuable. And then you kind of started to, to build it. So one of the things that I'm really curious about is the kind of feedback you were getting from your clients. So you essentially had a an early cohort of people. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of these were people that you had had some sort of other relationship with, right? Because again, I think you had pulled in your first set of Barb customers sort of a little bit organically. They were folks who had known you and had worked with you and talked to you along the way. So then as you kind of go, went from week to week of that first Barb cohort, how are you getting feedback and kind of processing what you were hearing from from the customers? That's a great question. And two thoughts. One is some of the people did know me in this first cohort. It was a small 16-person group that I had purposely limited to size 16. And they had worked with me at the Revolutionary Club and they wanted to get into coaching themselves. But some of them just came, you know, organically through word of mouth in the community when people heard about what I was doing. So it was an interesting mix. But how I got feedback as I built out the program in collaboration essentially with them in some ways was I did it live, fully live the first time. So what that meant was, you know, it was a live call each week. And so I prepared the curriculum and the training and the thought starters that I knew they needed. But they would ask questions throughout the training. Right. And so we'd be, it was, we were in conversation. And so I could see like what, you know, what they needed. I could also see by their questions or their concerns or whatever was coming up for them where they were getting stuck and where I might need to flesh out something even in more detail the next week. And also, you know, just where, where their energy was going for certain um, marketing platforms or certain types of information. So it was um, really useful that way to be able to consistently just get that feedback in the moment, just based on what they were asking me by offering, you know, the program live every week we met for a period for teaching and for questions. I mean, it sounds like a very, um, 
like a very agile way to kind of develop the program, right? That it was very responsive, literally week by week, you'd hear people say something, figure out what their what their pain point was, what they're getting stuck on, what they can't understand, and then try to uh, adjust the next week curriculum accordingly. So, And well, I just want to jump in and say for anyone thinking about this, I recommend doing it that way because I feel like I've had a fairly strong background in adult learning and teaching and facilitation and training. I wouldn't say I'm the strongest by any means um, in terms of like having studied it for years, but I, you know, I've done it as a part of my job and been exposed to a lot of trainings and tried to really put that into my own professional growth. But even with that, sometimes when I think I'm explaining something well, sometimes I can tell by the questions, wait, you know, how, you know, it's not quite landing the way I thought it would or whatever it is. And I, so I really need to think about how to better communicate this idea or what other examples I could put. And, you know, oh, I thought they wouldn't get stuck here, but they seem to be getting a little stuck on this particular idea. What can I do to help them get past that? So without the live experience, I would not have understood that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it makes your program better. You'll get better results if you do a first round with a really with a live component or some super interactive component. Yeah, that makes sense. It's hard to imagine just throwing content out there without getting any feedback. Right. Like a person who 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 built a tremendous amount of content and kind of published it and then just waited would would probably not produce the same type of agile program to kind of adjusting to what people need. So that that kind of makes sense. So then I guess if we keep thinking about kind of this early phase, so I mean I'd like to know a little bit more about your kind of your goals or your intentions for for Barb. So a way to think of it would be what were you trying to build when you first started? And actually there's kind of multiple questions there, right? So one, I guess what was your overall aspiration when you were thinking about Barb back then in your apartment in San Francisco, I guess a related, you know, question B would be what were your goals for this sort of prototype, this first cohort? Was it really strictly to like learn and prove the concept kind of, as you said, and you know, prove the business case that there's a real market for this. And then kind of, I guess, thirdly, it would be, well, you know, where, where are your goals today for the, for the program? And we can maybe come back to that one as we kind of work a little bit more chronologically through the program. So why don't we, why don't we start for the first two? What were you thinking about Barb at the very beginning? And then what were you thinking specifically about that first cohort at the beginning? If we go back to the San Francisco days before it was even, you know, a fly speck in my eye, I just wanted to help other coaches and I wanted it to be easier and I wanted it to be easier for me. And so that was driving a lot of like, ah, oh, I could do this. The second thing was, I really like business. That was something I wasn't sure about when I started as a coach because I really just wanted to coach, which I think a lot of people listening will probably understand. But it was a fun discovery. Like, no, I actually like being an entrepreneur a lot. And so I just I thought it was fun. And it was a topic I wanted to explore more. So I didn't have any grandiose visions back in 2012 when I first got this idea. But when we launched, and now my dates are going to get fuzzy, I'm going to have to go back and look. But you know, about five years ago, uh, the Coach Pony side of things and started to build this community and launch Build Real Business. My goal was to build, my first goal with the prototype and the launch was just to build a community that was safe for people, full of helpful information. And then I wanted to build a program that got real results that made things easier. And again, this was based on my own personal experience that I knew, but I knew it had to have real, you know, we had to have real results. Otherwise I wasn't going to keep doing it. And then very quickly, I was like, I I like to take the long view and always have sort of a bigger picture in mind. I wanted to leverage this program and reach as many coaches as possible so that we are the best in the world at helping coaches with the business side and building a successful business, teaching them the business skills that they need to have so that they can coach 
Like my goal is that we are the Olympic gold medal, the gold standard program, the best program out there, hands down. And so that's, you know, what we've been building towards since for forever. And we're never perfect and we're never going to be perfect because that's unattainable, but we're going to try really hard to be as good as we can be. No, it makes sense. I, I know um, people don't become coaches to to get rich. That's generally not the the motivation that drives folks in that. And it, it certainly sounds like you had a similar outlook on on what Barb could be or what Coach Pony could actually be, right? That your goals were really around the content and the process of helping other coaches develop rather than a revenue target, a customer target, or even, you know, how many how many sessions you would run in a year. It doesn't sound like those were really at the surface of your thinking back back at the beginning of all this. So. Not not at all. I mean the Revolutionary Club, you know, took a lot of my time and mm-hmm. helping people with their careers was really important to me. I see this as an extension of that, right? Because mm-hmm. as a coach, when you transfer into being coach, that's a huge career transition. So I'm still doing the same, like, you know, still aligning with my purpose. It was, I was so frustrated with all the crap out there. And mm. so it had been really hard for, on me in the beginning. And so I just wanted to make it easier. And I think the world is a better place with more successful coaches out there, you know? And so if I can help, that's awesome. Let's do that. So in a, in a nutshell, could you kind of summarize how things have changed and evolved between then and, and now where, where Build a Real Business is now? Or is, that, or is that maybe even too broad of a question to start? No, I think I can lay down some milestones if anyone's curious. And I think these milestones, I, I think there are milestones that we all pass through. You might do them faster than I did if you're or or slower. But you know, the first was just getting creating the course and doing doing that um first offer and proving the course and proving it to myself. The second was then repeating that and fine-tuning the course now that I had all this feedback, making it better. The third big milestone was taking it evergreen. So this is when I created a whole student learning center for the program and we weren't doing it like weekly live calls anymore, but it was evergreen so that people could access it at any time. It also allowed me to break up all the training to be a little bit more digestible. So you could watch a 10 minute training instead of having to show up for a 90 minute call. And, but still we, you know, still having the live support. So that was sort of the third big milestone. Um, the next milestone is when we enrolled over a thousand students, I think. <laughs> and the final milestone is one that we're working on right now. You know, this is early in quarter one in 2022. You know, when I first envisioned this program, I want coaches to have the skills to, to have happy paying clients. I just want you to be successful. That's our goal. But the program, it was set up to be initially nine or 10 weeks to give you the core foundation and then ongoing support after that. But now we've re-envisioned the program to be this whole year-long journey with us. So you're not just taking the taking training for 10 weeks and then dropping in when you need help. You're actually committed to this year-long journey to help you go from zero or you know very couple of clients to a really scalable business and sustainable business. Because I think Building a business doesn't take eight weeks or 10 weeks or six weeks. There's a lot of online courses that's that are usually around that length of time. Um, it takes a lot longer, you know, and it takes up, it's, there's up and downs and there's things that you have to go through in different phases and different skills that you need to learn along the way. The skills that you need, you know, once you're making $50,000 a year as a coach are a little bit different when you're making zero. The skills that you need when you're making $200,000 a year as a coach and you want to go bigger are a little bit different from when you're making 50. And so there's just different phases that we're going through. And so like reimagining the program after five years and really trying to meet to support coaches 
for much longer and much even more successfully. We want to, you know, really be there. We want to grow with you uh, is sort of the next milestone that we're going through. And I think a lot of people go through that. You start with a program, you spend a lot of time refining it and upgrading it. And then eventually the program morphs into something else. And I think that's really normal with online programs. And, you know, this is a huge, a huge morph for us. And I'm really excited for people to see it because I think it's amazing. But yeah, those are the milestones. To kind of recap, the first major milestone was really just getting the content together, right? To get it to get it codified into one package, if you will. Testing it with real live coaches to see how they react, what they understand, yeah. what they're confused by, et cetera. So that was really kind of that early phase uh, at the very beginning. So then there's a, a phase where you're iterating on that. So then you had subsequent cohorts, right? Then you said you moved to an evergreen model. So you kind of invested in a learning management system online and really kind of like bundled stuff together in a way that was more um, digestible and organized video content and et cetera, uh, so that it was available on demand. Yes, exactly. There was much more automation and infrastructure with okay. that. Yeah. And then you mentioned a business milestone, which was having a thousand clients, right? Which is like a lot of people through that one program. And then sort of this last milestone that you referenced, which we'll talk about a little bit more in a second, is this sort of like version two, if you will, or maybe it's like version nine actually, but like this major over overhaul you're doing now uh, to kind of expand the scope of the program out there. So it kind of sounds like those are the five major uh, milestones that you articulated. So, I mean, I guess a bit, a bit of an offbeat question, but like, which has been like your favorite, which did you celebrate the most, which one really made you feel like you're fulfilling your mission of helping people make, make a living out of, out of coaching? That's a really hard question because I think they're all important and I've tried to celebrate them all, but I can say my mind jumped to when we put it evergreen and we created the student learning center. And I think the reason mm. for that is it was so much more visually tangible at that stage because we had mm. all of these videos, we had all of these you know motion graphics and animations and um, this beautiful designed portal and all this other stuff. And so it was like, I got to see it in a way I hadn't been able to see it before, if that makes sense. Mm. And so that was like, it's just when, you know, you have a thought and then all of a sudden this thought becomes this program that exists in the world. That's a really cool progression. And so that, that was really, really powerful. The next might be this, this rollout that we're doing now, because I think it's just going to help our coaches so much. And I cannot wait. I cannot mm. wait to be more involved in their businesses for longer. So I'm really excited. So then that kind of lends itself to um, a question around, around investment, right? So I think a lot of the people listening might be interested in, okay, so like how much effort is that? How much money is that? What kind of what kind of technology are you talking about? Did you have to hire an IT specialist for three years to build this portal? Did you do it all yourself over a weekend? Can you give us a little bit of an insight into what that learning management system, like what level of effort was required from a resource standpoint? That's a good question. So just to step back for a second, in the beginning, I put $0 into Coach Pony or Build Real Business um, in terms like at all, you know, it was all, you know, we were using a Facebook group, we were using a lead page, I already had lead pages, you know, so I put no money into it. And then I put like $500 to develop the website. And that included, I mean, that was it, it was nothing. And the reason I spent so little money on that is because I was proving the idea I wasn't exactly sure where we were, where we were going to go. And I always like to start that way. I always like to start the leanest, most agile way possible before I start all of this effort to hire, you know, put, put infrastructure in place and everything, because I find that that's just, that really works for me. It saves me stress and time and money. 
But for the infrastructure with Build a Real Business, when we created its own WordPress site. So we had to invest. I had to invest in my developer. I had to invest in my designer to design the whole portal. We had to invest in some plugins for WordPress, like Wishlist Member, to create that protected experience. It was probably a few thousand dollars to get the first evergreen version of Build a Real Business out. I had a lot of technology already from the Revolutionary Club that I was using. So it's hard for me to break those things apart and give people a really, really good number. Also, in the intervening five years, there's been a lot of tools that have gotten better. There's Kajabi, there's Teachable, there's places like that where you don't have to do what I did and create all of this stuff on your own and connect it up through a variety of plugins. It's There's all-in-one solutions out there that are much, much simpler and probably in the short term, much cheaper. It was not the first time I had done anything like this, so I was comfortable building on WordPress because I've built multiple programs that way. But you know, if you're new and you're overwhelmed by the tech, you don't have to go this route at all. <laughs> you probably shouldn't. It's probably easier to do an all-in-one platform. But it wasn't that expensive because I, you know, I had all these relationships with designers and developers and things like that, and you know, we laid it out and we tried to be conscious about where we were spending the money and what was worth spending money on. So the. Portal looks sounded like a, a huge effort and a huge milestone, as you mentioned, the, the thing that you're sort of, in a sense, proudest of amongst those different milestones, but also this this enormous effort of, of technology and, and content kind of coming together. So if we think about where you are now and, and looking back, can you kind of identify a few areas or, or tips or topics that you would suggest to people? who are kind of pursuing a similar path, who are trying to build an online group coaching program, something like build a real business, what kind of advice would you have for somebody doing the same thing? Oh, I have so much advice. I, we, we could, I could blather on for like seven more hours, but if I'm trying to condense it down, I would say first focus your offer, really think about what you're helping people do and how the program works and have like sort of a really clear log line as to what you're doing. Second, focus your marketing. Don't try to be everywhere. Try to pick a marketing channel that's really going to work for you. And third is make it easy on yourself. My programs took years to grow, to iterate to what they are today. And if you look back at different successful coaches and you see their first effort at any program, it's usually <laughs> does not look nearly as good or it's not nearly as helpful as their later renditions are. So I would say, you know, give yourself grace and Think about the simple ways you can test and agile ways you can test things out. The first Build Real Business, that first cohort, it was just on Facebook. You know, the videos were on Facebook, the materials were on Facebook, the community was in Facebook. We didn't even have a website at that point. What are easy, simple, low cost things you can do to get the word out? Because what matters is the information and the support. You know, people aren't going to kill you over their production value, but just getting the right information when they need it and getting the right support when they need it, those are the important things. What I heard was, you know, focus around, I mean, the theme of focus shows up multiple times, right? There's there's focus around the mission of the program. I think you said the log line of the program. Focus around the marketing and not spreading yourself too thin about where you find new people and how you share what you're trying to do with the world. And then this idea of start and iterate, right? Um, make progress and don't try to have the first you know, the, the perfect solution on, on day one. Is that kind of your major, your major themes? Yeah, absolutely. Good recap. In keeping with our game show theme, we want to close out with a fun game. This game, as always, is brought to you by two things, chocolate and awesome. 
The chocolate is artisanal chocolate from the Chocolate Moonshine Company of Pennsylvania, a thoughtful gift that Christy and I received this past Christmas. And the awesome is our program, Build a Real Business. If you need help building your business and want amazing training, support, and community, learn more at www.coachpony.com slash barb invite. Once again, that's coachpony.com slash B-A-R-B invite. We're going to be playing a new game for the Coach Pony podcast to get into the numbers in kind of a fun and approachable way. Today, we're going to be playing higher or lower. I'm going to try to guess something about your program, throw out a number, and then you can tell me whether it's higher or lower, and maybe give us a little bit of background on the fun history of the business. Does that sound good? It sounds good. And everyone feel free to play along on your end and guess. Okay, Christy, question one. Higher or lower? The first round of Build a Real Business had 30 people in it. Ooh, lower. I gave this away already. The first round of Build a Real Business, the very first round had 16 people in it. But then let me ask you, what about the second round? The first round was a little bit of a prototype, so the second round was a bigger round than that. So let me guess, did the second round of Build a Real Business had 30 people in it? Higher or lower? Higher. The second round of Build a Real Business had closer to 40 people in it. So question number two, higher or lower, the first price of the Build a Real Business program was $1,000. That is lower. The first price of Build a Real Business was set at $600 for that that special introductory um, test round. And I actually, for a couple of days, a few days before we officially launched it, I allowed a couple of people to join with a pay what you can afford option as long as they paid at least $100 so they had skin in the game. However, most people for that round did pay the full $600. $600 doesn't seem like that much for a program like this, though I know it was a lot smaller than it is today. So that said, that will take us to question number three, higher or lower? The number of times you've changed the price of Barb over the last five years is four. Am I close? (laughs) You're close. It's higher. I think it's at least five. And the reason for that is we keep upgrading and expanding the program. And so over time, the price has gone up, though every there was a period every now and again where we'd offer like a special, but but the price is going up again. So, yeah, it's been at least five. By the way, that's pretty normal. As you add value, your price will change. So if you're struggling with how to price a program, just know it's almost certainly going to change very quickly. (laughs) So, you know, pick a price and move on. Christy, I think that's it for higher and lower. I think I got all three wrong and you got all three right, but that probably makes sense given the way the game is set up. (laughs) The game is set up to make me look good, you guys, except when I'm interviewing other people. But, you know, we have to forgive Suhab. He only joined Coach Pony full time less than a year ago, so he doesn't know everything about the program. All right. I just want to say thank you, Suhab, for interviewing me so we could have a fun conversation about Builder Real Business. Are you doing okay over there? I, I am, although I think this script will make more sense when you're interviewing someone else. So uh, <laughs> hopefully the audience doesn't think this one was a little goofy. So you have just looked a little deer in the headlights, you guys. But he's okay. 
We're okay. So uh, thank you everyone for listening. Season four is going to be spectacular as we get into some really cool, really big programs, a variety of different offerings that you can have as a coach and how they were all built. So stick around. We'll see you every other week with a new episode. I can't wait. As always, thanks for listening. I appreciate you. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe and share it with another coach. And if you need more practical business help for the love of chocolate, please go to coachpony.com and sign up for a free guide and business training designed to help you get paying clients. We'll see you over at www.coachpony.com.